ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by a man who's always here to have a good time. It's Captain Tiggs. Always here anyway, Silves. I live here now. <laughs> that is right. And Tibbs, we are headed towards one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, JWF Resurrection. And we already know a few of the big matches on that card. The champion himself, Robert Hill, is going to be defending his title against the man known as Chuck Gibbons and announced earlier today after his assault last week, Scotty Moore has issued the challenge, says if Big Cyrus Crane wants a fight, he can get it at JWF Resurrection. It sounds like things are shaping up, Sills, especially after uh, Lawrence Whitney and, and Cyrus Crane, that, that uh, abhorrent assault on Scotty Moore last week. Uh, you know that Scotty's going to be seeking retribution. That is right. We, of course, know the history between Lawrence Whitney and Scotty Moore. Back ahead of Scotty Mania in 2020, Lawrence Whitney embarrassed and assaulted by the team known as Legion at the behest of Scotty Moore. But it seems Lawrence has returned, and it seems like he's got some re revenge on his mind. Uh, I think so, Sills. And he is in our ring right now. So why don't we hear what Lawrence Whitney, the manager of Big Cyrus Crane, has to say. Hello, everybody. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Lawrence Whitney. I am the man who Scotty Moore decided to systematically abuse and embarrass just a few short months ago. I am the man who Scotty Moore forced to face off against three of the most devastating men in this company in the form of Legion. And I am the man who told Scotty Moore to mark my words. Because one day his bill was going to come due and last week was our little way of reminding Scotty that his time is over. You see, every single time that Mr. Moore steps into those doors in the back, he has one thought and one thought only. What can I do that's best for Scotty? He doesn't care how many heads he steps on on his way to the top. All he cares about is the ascent. Well, last week, we put an end to that. Because two of those heads that Scotty Moore stepped on decided to turn back and bite his ankles. We decided to draw blood. We decided to show the world exactly what the JWF had been missing thanks to selfish, sad little men like Scotty Moore. It's been missing men like Big Cyrus Crane. You see, this gargantuan monster beside me here should be standing in this ring draped in gold and trophies. But he's not. And you know why he's not? Because at the very same pay-per-view where I was being destroyed by a legion of destroyers, Big Cyrus was fighting for the JWF Championship and the ring collapsed underneath his feet, and in an instant, the match was called off. And look, Scotty, I know that pay-per-view was yours. Hell, your egotistical ass decided to call it Scotty Mania. I know everything that happened that day was your call, meaning that you 
Scotty robbed Cyrus Crane of a title that was rightfully his. Which is why it only seems fair to me that we robbed you of yours. Well, Tim, sounds like Lawrence Whitney is coming to Resurrection with Big Cyrus Crane, and they have one game plan and one game plan only, and that is to destroy Scotty Moore and rip that captain's championship away from him. You know, Silves, I feel like after uh, uh, they assaulted Scotty Moore last week like that, that I should, uh, uh, I should try to stop this, but, you know, after that, I can't really find a fault with their logic, so we're going to have to see this continue. <laughs> that is right, but as we mentioned earlier, that's not the only big match for a title happening at Resurrection. In addition, we are going to see the man known as Robert Hill, the King of the Hill, take on Chuck Gibbons with the biggest prize in the business, the JWF Championship on the line. And Tibbs, we know the history of Robert Hill and Chuck Gibbons. We know both of them back in JXT were dominant champions in the developmental system. And now that they're up here, it's time to see who sinks and who swims went up here with the big dogs. And of course, Sills, and let me tell you, there is going to be some sinking and swimming in this next match we're about to talk about. That is right, Tibbs. But hey, why have we got to talk about it? Why don't we let the man, man himself speak for himself? Because Chuck Gibbons is backstage with one of our top interviewers. So why don't we hear what Gibbs has to say? Hello, everybody. Honey Potmick. Blue here with the man who's set to face off against the JWF champion Robert Hill in just a few short weeks at JWF Resurrection, Chuck Gibbons. Now Chuck, after last week's brutal fight between you and Robert, it's become clear that this is about more than just the JWF championship. It seems personal. Uh, would you care to elaborate on that? Listen, honey man, uh, Robert Hill and I have been linked ever since... We were back in JXT. Uh, I mean, I suppose that's what happens when you get two Texas gentlemen that like to kick ass and take names together in one confined space and you let them run wild. Uh, honestly, even when you look at our careers, you can see that they've mirrored each other in very surprising ways. Uh, Robert Hill is a, a dominating BS champion in JXT. Uh, myself, a dominating BS champion in JXT. Robert Hill ended uh, the historic JXT title reign of Cyrus Crane to claim the title way back in the day. Myself, I ended a historic JXT title reign to claim my title. I mean, it seems that no matter where we go, no matter what happens, the two of us, we managed to copy each other's steps every step of the way. I mean, hell, for a little while they said I was the new Robert Hill down in developmental. And as much as that's stuck in my craw, in many ways I appreciate the comparison because, well, you've seen it before, folks. Robert Hill is an ass kicker, hands down. But you see, where I don't appreciate those comparisons is when I look in the ring. Because Robert Hill, you may be many things, but the one thing you ain't, son, is a wrestler. What you do in that ring, Robert Hill, is borderline assault. You take your fist and ram it into your opponent's head until they submit. 
But listen, back in Chuck Gibbons' day, your ass would have been dropped the minute you stepped into the ring. You don't know a wrist lock from your asshole, son, and that's what's going to lead you to losing that JWF championship eventually, because there is one thing that Chuck Gibbons is better than anybody else in the world, and that is a wrestler. And at JWF Resurrection, Robert, there's going to be uh, one other parallel in our careers. You made history by defeating Chuck Tibbs at Wrestlepalooza, and at Resurrection, I will make history when I beat you senseless. Well, Tibbs, Chuck Gibbons laying all the cards out on the table right there, looking at the champion and saying, hey, you might be an ass kicker, you might be a brawler, but son, you ain't a wrestler. And that is true, Sills. When I think about Robert Hill, I think about his punches, his gaslighter. That's about it. He doesn't have much in the way of technical ability, but it's worked for him so, so far so good. That is right. But speaking of technical ability, if you want to talk about a man who is a technical spectacle, pardon the pun, we got to talk about this next matchup as the technical spectacle himself, the Dylan, takes on the newcomer to JWF, Papa Bliss. And Tibbs, tell me about Papa Bliss. Well, so Papa Bliss. He is a standout star in JXT. He's been in JXT since uh, the, the original first season of JXT started airing all the way back when. Uh, Papa Bliss has done everything to do in JXT sales, except he never won a single championship. He was tag team champions, but he was always there. He was always a, a linchpin of the division down in JXT. He's a man that's known for being a workhorse. He is a man that is known for having some... Uh, amazing feuds down there, especially with the likes of uh, Gazi in uh, up here in JWF as well. Uh, Papa Bliss, he's he's just been around. He's been everywhere. That is right, and that bell goes ding. And uh, look at this, the Dylan with a handshake. Looks like a little bit of sportsmanship welcoming Papa Bliss to the JWF, but oh my God, following it up with a big chop to the chest and dibs. That's what I call a real welcome to the JWF. That's right, Sills. That is your initiation. Here's your first match, Papa Bliss, on the show. How's it going? That's right. And ooh, follows it up with a second chop is the Dylan before backing him up into the ropes, shooting him off. But ooh, Papa Bliss catching Dylan with that big knee strike, putting those educated feet to good use in the open here. And that is the one advantage I've got to give Papa Bliss over the Dylan are those deadly knee strikes. Of course, Sills, uh, Papa Bliss is a, a master of footwork, honestly. His kicks, they could send a man's head off. That is right, and looks like he's going to try a few more of those kicks, but wait a minute, Dylan reverses. Might be going for a back suplex, but ooh, reversing it into a snapmare is Papa Bliss before just taking Dylan down into a headlock. Just working over the Dylan and Tibbs, let me tell you something. This is might be the big mistake in Papa Bliss's game here, and that's trying to work in the mat with the Dylan. Absolutely, Sills. That is not somewhere where you could win very easily going up against the Dylan. Mat wrestling is his specialty, and he can cinch in about a dozen deadly holds from that position alone. And that's right. You can see him slipping out of that headlock. And oh, 
just getting a beautiful key lock hold on the arm of Papa Bliss, wrenching on it, but you can see Papa Bliss in a rough spot, but ooh, sweeping around and just dropping an elbow straight onto the spine of the Dylan. Looks like Papa Bliss getting that fire back in him, getting back to his feet. Keeps trying for some strikes, but ooh, Dylan avoiding each and every one of them, but oh, he will not avoid that. Papa Bliss with that beautiful kick straight to the jaw. That big Papa kick leveling Dylan, falling into a pinfall. One, two, ooh, Dylan kicking out at the last second, but Tibbs, I gotta tell you, it looks like Papa Bliss is cooking with gasoline right now. That's it, Silks. He started to find his footing. He started to get his momentum back, and it looks like Papa Bliss is ready to join the JWF proper. That's right, and then, ooh, big kick to the chest, then a second before, ooh, sweeping the leg and going off the ropes for a beautiful, shining wizard. Papa Bliss is going on fire. Picking him back up, might be trying for a second Papa kick, but no, wait a minute. Dylan, Dylan's got him by the arm. He's got him by the arm, might be trying for the vice. He might be trying to lock in the vice right now, Tibbs. That's it, Sills. If he gets it in, this match is over. That's right, but oh, Papa Bliss with those educated knees straight to the back, forcing Dylan to release the hold before just kipping up to his feet. Papa Bliss looking excited and going back to that corner. And Tips, we may see this match end right now because Papa Bliss has Dylan in his sights for the sexy Papa knee. Wait, Dylan dodging, Dylan dodging, bounces off the ropes. D-Trigger, a big knee of his own sending Papa Bliss straight to the map, but it looks like the Lord of the Smart Side is not done picking up Papa Bliss. Could we see it? Could we see it? Total destruction straight to the neck of Papa Bliss falls into it. One, two, three, and Dylan with another emphatic victory in this new season of JWF. I mean, Tips, who can stop this guy? I honestly don't know, Sills. So far, the only way it seems to stop the Dylan is put him into a multi-man match at this point. Uh, Dylan, of course, he, ever since uh, a year ago, unpinned, unsubmitted, this man is unstoppable. That is right, but you gotta think about Papa Bliss at this point. The man has lost his debut match, and you know that has gotta be dejecting for him. But, but wait, what the hell? Tip Tibbs, that's Gauzy! You mentioned him earlier, the former tag partner of Papa Bliss. Gazi has just rushed the ring. He's beating the hell out of Bliss. What's the meaning of this? I don't know. Uh, Papa Bliss and Gazi have had bad blood in the past, but you'd think that they'd, they'd be willing to let go of, of all of that coming to JWF, but it doesn't look like Gazi has forgotten or forgiven. That's right, but wait a minute, Papa Bliss going for a big clothesline, but Gazi ducks it, he's got him by the arms, he's got him by the arms, bloody eagle straight down into the mat, and Gazi has just leveled Papa Bliss, this is ridiculous. I cannot believe what's going on, Sills, we're gonna have to get this to stop. Ah, well, how about this, I'm gonna head to the ring right now, and we're gonna find out exactly what the hell's going on in the mind of the Nightmare. Okay, Gazi, I think I speak for everyone when I say, what the hell are you thinking? That man just lost his debut, and now you come out with ultimate disrespect and assault him. I mean, what the hell's going on in your brain? Injury to insults, Sills. Injury to insults. Because to me, seeing that man walk out at Wrestlepalooza was an insult. Seeing that man who loathed me so much 
He wanted to make my last match in developmental a punishment. A man I considered a mentor. A man who I won tag team gold with. A man who I called daddy. My last days in JXT were supposed to be a big old heroic send-off. One of the originals getting called up. And that man wanted to embarrass me. And oh yeah, he, he did that. He definitely did that. So now I've decided it's my job to welcome him into JWF with the same grace and charm that he did when he kicked me out of JXT. I decided to shame him on what an embarrassment he truly is. I mean, after all, my first match in this company, I pinned Scotty Moore. Papa Bliss? Well, he, he waltzed his happy ass into a ladder match he didn't belong in. Oh, yeah, he lost. And then he comes back today against the Dylan. And he lost. He's the same today as he was in JXT. A loser. That's the man right there who lost our tag gold. That's the man who can never get it done, no matter how many opportunities, no matter how many chances he had, he can't get it done. The man who conned all of you into thinking he was worth being called everyone's papa. As far as I'm concerned, as long as Pops Bliss is here, as long as he walks into this arena, this pain and this punishment he received tonight awaits him every single time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what what a hell of a statement from Gazi. Uh, uh, Papa Bliss, his former tag team partner. Uh, Gazi apparently seems to think that Papa Bliss just walks into this company and gets everything where Gazi had to fight for it for months. And, and Gazi, uh, to top it all off, calling Papa Bliss, his former tag team partner, a loser right there in the ring. That is right, Tibbs. And also, let's not forget Gazi's last match in JXT. Our developmental division was against Papa Bliss, and Papa Bliss won that match emphatically. You got to think, Gazi, he's got multiple chips on his shoulders. You might as well call him a Lay's bag at this point. And I think one of those chips may very well be that loss to Papa Bliss. Well, still, <laughs> if I was Gazi, I suppose I could understand that point of view, but... Honestly, doing this, coming out, attacking the man after his debut match, that is not the way to settle things. That is right, but now it is time for us to settle things in the main event of the evening. A number one contenders match between the warrior princess Ayana and someone who we have seen have some trouble with the champion in the past, Lucretia Pendragon. Of course, Sylvs Lucretia Pendragon doing everything it seems in her power to try to get the to try to stop Val Curry from becoming the JWF Women's Champion. That is right, but that bell goes ding. But huh, looks like before the action can start, look at this Val Curry coming out to the ring herself. I mean, last week I said she'd be keeping a close eye on this match, and it looks like she is setting up that chair outside of the ring. Val Curry might be keeping a closer eye than we thought. Absolutely, Sills. It looks like she's here to make sure that no more shenanigans go go down tonight. And it looks like she wants a good, clean match. 
That's right, and you can see Lucretia Pendragging taking some umbrage with this, going to the ropes, just jawjacking back and forth with the champ. But unfortunately, it's allowed Ayana to catch her, catch her in the bayonetta, going for that chokeout, going for the chokeout, but no, Lucretia floating over. It's a pin. One, two. Oh, Ayana kicking out, but oh, it's a big boot to the skull for her troubles. Lucretia Pendragon nearly just had that match end on her, and you know she wasn't happy about that. Absolutely not, Sills, and it's because she let herself get distracted a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of uh, uh, equalization based off of what she's been doing to Val Curry over the last few weeks. That's right. We can see this Lucretia tossing Ayana into the ropes before ooh, just clotheslining her over the top. And what the hell is Lucretia Pendragon thinking? Bouncing off the ropes. Tope caught Eero, but no. Ayana avoids it at the last minute. And Lucretia just falling to the ground in a heap. And that may give the Warrior Princess the advantage she needs, Tibbs. Of course, Sills. Uh, Ayana is very dangerous in the ring. You don't want to give her an opportunity to lock in that Bayonetta submission. That's right, but you see Lucretia just scrambling, trying to find her way to her feet. But it looks like Ayana's not gonna let her. Oh my god! Hits that big hip attack, and it just sent both of them flying through the barricade. Tips, we can have a count out if they can't get this back in the ring. I uh, know, they're just lying in a heap on the floor over there. Oh, but it looks like you see Val Curry checking in on the carnage as Ayana finally making her way back to her feet, grabbing Lucretia by the hair and just dragging her into the ring. And it looks like Ayana might be going for something big now, climbing to that top rope, might be looking for the battle axe elbow drop. But no, Lucretia with a massive uppercut just stops her in her tracks and... Oh no, Tibbs. She's got Ayana by the throat. She's got her by the throat. Choke slam off the top rope. One, two. Ooh, kicking out at the last minute is the Warrior Princess. But unfortunately, she has got one pissed off pin dragon in the ring with her right now. You know what, uh, uh, Lucretia? She is probably beside herself right now after that massive choke slam didn't put away Ayana. That's right, you see her trying to drag Ayana back to her feet, but ooh, Ayana with a big shot to the breadbasket before following it up with a big flurry of kicks. Oh, and Tibbs, we already saw this on the outside. Looks like she's going for it one more time in the inside. Oh, hits the hip attack before bouncing off the ropes and decapitation knee strike straight to the skull. One. Two. Ooh, kicking out is Lucretia Pendragon. Tibbs, you can tell how much these two women want the opportunity to be the first person to possibly dethrone Val Curry. Absolutely. Uh, Lucretia Pendragon, she, she had to dig down deep for that kick out, and you could tell she used a lot of energy. That's right, and just look at the center of the ring right now. This is no longer a wrestling match. This is an all-out drag-out fight. Both of these women just beating the hell out of each other before, oh, Lucretia sends Ayana into the ropes and drops her with that big boot. And Tibbs, Ayana has performed well, but it looks like the crusader of the JWF women's division is looking to finish things off, picking her up for the Knight's Cross, that elevated powerbomb, but no, Ayana, Ayana ducks behind, she ducks behind, and she's locked it in, the Bayonetta, the Bayonetta in the center of the ring, and oh, look at this, Lucretia Pendragon forced to tap out at the last minute to the Bayonetta, and Tibbs, look at this. Val Curry looking shocked. 
I mean, we know the history between these two women, and it looks like at Resurrection, that feud is going to be resurrected. <laughs> I think so, Sylves. You can tell that, that that look on Valkyrie's face, she just had a lot of reality heaped into her lap. That's right. I mean, you, you got to think about this. Looking in that ring, a Lucretia Pendragon was throwing everything she had at Ayana, and in just one quick moment, she was able to turn around, lock in that Bayonetta, and get the tap out. And if Valkyrie's not careful, that could be what's awaiting her at JWF Resurrection. I think so, Sills. <laughs> And the fact that Ayana did it just out of nowhere, so beautifully fluid, emotion, uh, just getting into that Bayonetta. <laughs> she can do it at any time. That is right, and that was one hell of a number one contenders match. But hey, we got another one coming down the road because next week on JWF Ignition, the Roanoke boys are going to be taking on the team known as the Hard Americans in a number one contenders match to see who's going to go on to face Bananas in Pajamas at Resurrection. And you know, after being embarrassed at Wrestlepalooza, the Roanoke boys are seeking some form of retribution. Of course, Sills, the Roanoke boys, they just formed their tag team in a losing effort against Bananas in Pajamas. So uh, after that, that they're going to have to rebuild. That's right. In addition to that, we are going to hear from the captain's champion, Scotty Moore. After Lawrence Whitney's damning words earlier tonight, you know the champ has a lot to say. But speaking of men with a lot to say, next week for the first time in JWF history, Papa Bliss speaks. And you know he has got a lot of words to say towards a certain nightmare. <laughs> I know, Sylph. It is going to be a banger, so don't miss it. That's right, but until then, remember to support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS and to pick up merchandise for your favorite superstars at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Put my face on your shirt. That is right, but until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs, I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition, and we will see you next time.